Good evening, dear listener. Welcome once again to our Bijou Chelsea Football Club podcast, where three or four, and tonight, even five, ordinary people sit around and try to bring you, the listener, a taste of the trials, tribulations and triumphs of what it's like to be a Chelsea fan. And for you, the good news is this means less of me and more of them. This is episode 82. We have not got uh, an insubstantial number of games to discuss, mainly due to our own podding shed tardiness. Remember, we pod when we want. Uh, ranging from our Boxing Day victory at home in, uh, to Bournemouth, through to the lacklustre win, in my view, over Hull on Sunday, and including defeat to the loathsome Spurs, the team who will not be mentioned. Um, mm. Uh, yes, including the, the defeats of Lothar Spurs. Um, and that, of course, that rings in the similarity to our last title winning season where we lost under them with Jose. Um, maybe to discuss whether or not Lightning is about to strike twice. Uh, the episode is as yet untitled, but of course, our dear leader, Nick, um, will cast his ex- expert eye and ear across the recording and no doubt pluck something scintillating, sardonic, sexy, anything beginning with S from the discourse of the next hour with which to brain this episode. So, on to the football, but let me first introduce the cast. My name is Tony Glover. These days I'm also known by my Twitter handle, Grocer Jack, um, and, uh, but people in the pub do call me Tony. As ever, I'm joined by some highly intellectual and clever fellow fans, a kind of star chamber of Chelsea fans, if by the word <laughs> star you mean fans who now primarily partake in football by means of a hard plastic seat or an armchair. Walking football, anybody? <laughs> right. So let's start with the man who has a quiet exterior, but inside is burning with opinion, passion and love for all that is Chelsea. The veritable and charming author of the excellent book, Palpable Discord, and like me, a big fan of one of our greatest keepers, Peter Bonetti, Clayton Beerman, a.k.a. at Goldie59. Good evening, Clayton. And has Clayton gone? <laughs> 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 He's just fallen off the blocks. Clayton's with us, I think, at some point. Anyway, um, and back again, determined to plough through technology and noise issues. In fact, it's remarkably silent tonight. Uh, we bring you another fine specimen of fairness, Kweku, also known as At Number One is Chelsea. Good evening, Kweku. Good evening. Good to hear from you again. Lots of views from you coming up, I, I had no doubt. Um, we also welcome our very own musical director, who joins us to enlighten us on mathematical regressions and suitable musical interludes with cryptic connections back to Chelsea, the one and only Donal, a.k.a. Dr. Underscore Blue Bayou. Good evening, Donal. Uh, good evening. Um, could I just say that uh, although I don't set the editorial policy for, for this broadcast... Um, <laughs> Someone has to draw a line in the sand. And I'd just like to say that uh, what you hear on this uh, podcast this evening will be truth. It will be facts. <laughs> if it's not truth and it's not facts, it will be barefaced lies, <laughs> misdirection, <laughs> or perhaps given our age, misremembrance. <laughs> what you will not get on here is alternative facts. You get facts or you get lies. It's that simple. Excellent. What we are the shaking hand <laughs> yes. holding the guttering candle of integrity <laughs> as the darkness closes in around us. Oh, 
It's like it's like having Leonard Sachs on the cast, isn't it? That's one for the teenagers there, everybody. Um, as, as a, as a, and as a way of an extraordinary treat, a prodigal son, a man on the trajectory to fame and fortune, despite an extraordinary likeness to Jurgen Klopp, we see the return tonight of the Robin Day to my David Dimbleby, Johnny Dyer, a.k.a. at Kaiser Johnny. Good evening, Johnny. Daddy's home. <laughs> <laughs> you're only a head's, head's breath away from getting Peters and Lee, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> only well, by enormous respect for you stop me doing that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> lovely to be back. Thank indeed, you. it's great. Um, so, uh, well, let's get on with the football then. Um, we kick off with the, uh, the first bit which is a review and preview section, um, hopefully around 25 minutes of opinion and banter from the chaps. Um, we've had six games um, since we last convened. Uh, we've played Stoke uh, at home, 1-4-2. We went to the team who will not be mentioned and lost 2-0 and out went our little um, run of, uh, I think at that point it was probably 13 games. Uh, or 13 wins on a spin. Uh, a quick FA Cup game against Peterborough, which... Um, Gave us no banana skins. A fabulous display at Leicester City. Um, and I'm not having it that they were poor. Um, they're still the champions. And we basically made them look like they were, well, possibly as they are now, relegation fodder. Um, and then, uh, as I dis- discussed earlier, or just mentioned earlier on, a rather turgid 2-0 win against Hull City that flattered us, in my view. Um, starting, first of all, with Johnny as the guest. Um, just, oh. your, just your view. Yes, you're not getting any... Warm up time here, matey. Um, you're too long in the tooth for this. Um, um, but yes, yeah, yeah. with Johnny, um, what would you think? Just generally, the six games that we've had since we last convened, and and particularly, um, you know, maybe mentioning the uh, the loss to those who will not be mentioned. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things that if it, if it wasn't them. I don't think we'd, we'd really be dwelling on it. It, it, it. It's the record had to go somewhere, and it, it was absolutely sod's law that you know the, the game that we break the record has to be them away because it was never ever going to happen. I, I never bet against us, but I, I, I happily would have chucked down five hundred quid and said we, we're simply it's not going to happen. It's just one of those things, you know. The, the, the gods of football decree it. Um, <coughs> Excuse me, um, but otherwise, you know, it's it's just it's all running so smoothly. It doesn't, you know, like you said. I, I mean, I watched the whole game on the on the TV, and you're right. It was lackluster. It wasn't terribly interesting, but it was just one of those wins that you have to get under your belt if if you want to win titles, and and that's really all there is to it. But other than that, it's just been swimming. It's been great football. It's been fun to watch. There's, you know, we'll talk about the Costa stuff, but there's there's been no drama. There's been no hassles. You know, touch wood, we've remained relatively injury free. I, you know, it, this is this is the stuff it's made of, isn't it? It's <laughs> unfortunately it doesn't it really give you a lot to bitch and moan about. That's probably <laughs> no, totally the point. But it doesn't. I, but yeah. I, I, I spoke to somebody in the pub on Sunday, and I said, you know, uh, I think it was Martin Wickham actually, who is a promised future guest on this uh, fine podding shed um, oh, and, and, and he actually said um, and I said to him you know that all of the best the greatest love songs the greatest songs in the world are written through pain and angst no Ooh. one ever sings a great love song and says, oh, I'm really happy <laughs> oh, I love everything I'm getting loads of sex no one does that yeah 
they're all written in that. And, and in this case, yeah. it, it becomes hard to actually talk about stuff that's um, that's that's going really well. And um, you know, the whole city game. I, do you know? I, I called with Chidge. I said to Chidge, "I'm worried about this game. I'm not for complacency reasons, just for the fact that they're in new manager honeymoon." Um, he's had a, a few, yeah, yeah. he's had a time to work with them. I think they haven't lost a game since they, the East. I mean, it's only albeit only two games. Um, and and Hull came and did what Stoke did. They played some good football and didn't hoof it about the park. And they made a real fist of it, in my view. Um, yeah, and that's I it's mean, interesting. It's, that's the thing. And I, I think if you know if, if you're going to find criticism, which which is a, is a very harsh term in, in terms of the run we've had, and and you know you look at the the big long list of W's and the and the one L, it, it seems churlish to moan. But I, my only and it was a surprise as well, just because since that Arsenal game, we've been so slick and so smart that you just can't find fault. Was it Spurs? The first half. You know, we, yeah, we missed. You know, they took the chances and we missed ours. But I thought the passing was a bit off. It just it wasn't quite moving. And, and you know, to take nothing away from them, I thought they were very good. Um, but the thing that really sort of kind of ground me gears was, you know, we conceded right on half time. Then bugger me, if it, ten minutes of the second half, we didn't concede exactly the yeah. same goal. Yeah, it was. A I, bit it was just kind of, you know, what did he say at half time? Because Looking at Conte, I suspect he's a, he's a man that doesn't doesn't particularly t- like or tolerate that kind of kind of slackness, if you yeah, like. Yeah, um, and then we just conceded the same goal again. It was kind of it, it, and it stood out because it was a real surprise. Yeah, it, it was yeah. kind of it, if it was anything, he was going to say, right, okay, you got to tighten that up. I'm, it I'm, was I'm, it was Walker, Ericsson, Ali, bang, done. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to actually uh, get our editor to jump in on the bit where you said and to give them credit they were very good so it says, <laughs> and and and, uh, and to give them credit they were a bunch of wankers it it, it will be exactly. seamless it will be seamless don't worry Johnny your your reputation won't be ruined um Clayton um any any thoughts um on on those six games really you can concentrate on one or talk about all of them can you hear me I can hear you perfectly like you're sitting you. in like you're good. sitting in the room with me mate. It's just that uh, I'd obviously press the mute button, which I'm sure many of your <laughs> listeners would like to do when I start to waffle on. Um, OK, let, let's get that game out of the way. Um, they were very good and we were very off. Um, I don't care what anybody says. Um, we were on the verge of football history. Nobody in 100 plus years of top flight football had won 14 games in a row. And we were on the verge of doing that. And, and I think pressure builds up. I think very unfortunate. A lot of our players didn't turn up that night. I think Kante had probably his worst game he's ever had. Um, and it just, it was one of those games. They were on top of their game. They were, they, they were more up for it than we were. Um, it was just unfortunate. And if somebody would have said to me after Arsenal, you're going to win. 13 out of your next 14 games but the bad news is the one game you're going to lose is going to be them I would have taken it to be honest with you so I I just sort of yeah I think we just need to park that um other teams are going to lose there as well so it's all swings and roundabouts um the Peaceborough game was very enjoyable it's good to see the kids play um it's a shame Loftus-Cheek came off because he was playing very well in that game uh, it was very sad to see JT trudging off. Um, but uh, did, he get, did he get sent off last year, Clayton, or was it the year before? I'm sure uh, he, he's been sent off in an FA Cup game 
in what was going to be his last season and might even be his last no, appearance. No, it, it was an FA Cup. He got sent off against Sunderland two games before the end of the season. Oh, that was it. Sorry, yes. Yeah. banned <laughs> and what have you. Yeah, um, that was the last time we are ever supposed to see him. And yeah. Now yeah. this is the very last time we're ever going well, to see him. Well, it'll be interesting to see whether he, he makes an appearance against Brentford. Um, yeah. The Leicester game, I sort of slightly disagree with what you said, Chairman Tony. Um, I thought... That I mean, is allowed. Great. It is allowed. I'm, I'm, a, I th- I thought, I'm a benign thought, dictator, unlike the previous, <laughs> uh, you know, occupant. <laughs> um, I thought that it was a scrappy first half. Um, yet we took the lead, and uh, it was a really good goal. But before that, T Bird made a, a great save in the first minute, um, and I think that we basically, I think we and them just gave the ball to each other in in that first half. Um, but whatever. Conte said at half time, um, some of the football we played in the second half was absolutely outstanding. The the build up for our third goal, the back hills and the flicks and all the rest of it, fantastic stuff. And any win away from home three nil has got to be lauded. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter who you're playing. I think it's it's a good result. Um, Sunday, I think yes, it was quite stilted, but I think you do have to. Um, you do have to wonder how much of the first half sort of drifted after the dreadful, dreadful um, clash of heads. Um, I think it's difficult for any game to sort of carry on with any sort of uh, rhythm um, and it obviously affected our players. Um, one of the players who I think has, who I think is almost still our most important player, I don't think he had a great game against Leicester, which I know sacrilege, and he certainly didn't have a good game on Sunday, was, was Eden Hazard. And I think in both those games, he got an awful clump. And I think if he's clumped, he sort of tends to hide. And I don't blame him. Who wouldn't? He was um, Yeah, he was. And, I, and, I, and I, do, I do think that maybe the... the I mean, it's not brain surgery, is it? I mean, you know, go and kick their best player so that he doesn't play. And I think that does affect <laughs> I think when he's not on form, and I think also Pedro didn't really fire on Sunday. And I think, you know, that's why we've got a fantastic manager because he changed it. And when he changed it, the dynamics changed. I mean, and the other thing is something you say, Tony, um, and goes back to White Hart Lane. Sometimes the opposition play well. And I thought Hull were outstanding. If they play like that for the rest of the season, they're not going down. I mean, that, that manager, mm. yeah, you know, good. That, that manager has got something about him. And, and sort of a lot of run-of-the-mill players played very well. So, you know, we're in a fantastic position. Um, and I think it's good, good, mostly good out of the last four or five games, I'd have to say. Thank you. That's brilliant. Um, and, and I agree. I think Hull, we're, we're often quite... Stingy about giving other teams credit, and um, you know, two of the best footballing teams, ironically, that I've seen at Stamford Bridge this season, the bloody Stoke City and Hull. Um, you know, um, I was at the Stoke game, and you know, rather than this, you know, rough us up, kick it, oof it down the park. You know, they they play well, and again, I think Harry Maguire actually got man of the match. I think on on Sunday. But, and, and everybody that watched it, bar the bloke I go up there with and, and drive home with, said, "What a good game he had." You know, so no. is it, is yeah, it, is we, it? we all, we all, you know, because not not one of us ever buys a program, and we're all going, "Who's that? Who yeah. is that guy? He's really good." Yeah. You know, honey, he, he was outstanding. He was indeed. Kweku, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just wondering um, why if uh, you sing the best love songs when when things are going badly, why after last season we aren't all singing like Marvin Gaye? Because <laughs> uh, 
you know, we should be singing what's going on after last season. Well, I think we all um, are in the bath. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. No, I mean, I, I think um, we're slowing down a little bit, but it's to be expected because, you know, 14, 14 games on the spin, uh, even, even for us, I think might have been a step too far, especially when you're going to Tottenham where this is their this is their game of the season because they know that if they lose, um, that's it for them, especially at that stage of the season. Um, and they also know that, uh, you know, um, just for pride reasons, that this is the team that stopped them from winning the, winning the league last season. So they, they had a lot riding on it. Um, and we didn't have the same motivation as they did. And that's, that's to be expected because, you know, we've, we've been winning games pretty comfortably um, and often not at the same intensity that we were we were at two or three months ago so um, I think I think we had to expect at some point that we were going to slow down um, but the thing is that the moment we did we then got back on the saddle as quickly as possible and that was uh, I said to my mate actually um, at half time during the Spurs game that watch what we go and do to Leicester and it's exactly what happened we went to Leicester absolutely spanked them um, Hull was obviously a bit more difficult, but then this uh, was it Marco, Marco Silva. Um, yep. You know, he's, he's no mug, so you know he, he's. Uh, you know, we did well to to at least come through, even though things were difficult, which you know we're always being told as the sign of champions. And then at the same time, too, our rivals can't can't keep up. When we do slip, they slip as well. Uh, and when we don't slip, they slip as well. So. Um, I think we're just ticking along. We're obviously going to slow down because you can't continue at that breakneck pace. But the thing is, we're winning games. And uh, when we do get our second win later on in the season, when, it, when they're all going through Champions League uh, quarterfinals and knockouts, um, that might be the time to close this, close, this, uh, close this up. So, you know, I'm, ha- I'm happy. A very interesting point, And it hadn't occurred to me, actually, that um, the Champions League is about three or four weeks away, I think, isn't it? Um, so yeah. restarts in February, as I recall, and of course they're the games that count. So the pressure for the for the for the teams still in it, and and, and I mean still in Europe. I mean, um, Spurs are they still in the Europa League? Yeah, thankfully, yes, they've qualified yeah. for the Europa League after their magnificent performance in the Champions League. <laughs> Excellent, good. <laughs> <laughs> Clayton, can I yeah. just can I just be con- contrary a bit um, mm. as usual? Um, so you see, Jermaine Jenas was doing the commentary. Um, Four five live during the Tottenham game, and he said, uh, "I think people should be very clear about this because he was at pitch level. Because I think the press box at Spurs is at, is at pitch level." Yeah. And he said, um, "This game, watching this at this level, and obviously having been a former player myself, I can tell you that the quality in this game is absolutely outstanding." Secondly, he said, "Nobody should be confused as to the fact that Spurs are playing out of their skin." And Chelsea are neck and neck with them. So he said that I can't see anybody um, doing this to Chelsea um, for the rest of the season. He said Spurs had to be at their absolute best. And I think Spurs are a really good side this season. Um, He said that Spurs had to be their absolute best to pull that off. Remember that we had Louise has still probably got a hole in his thigh from what Aguero did to him. That's why he's wearing that strap. You know, it's probably, you know. Um, probably looks like a bullet wound or something. Um, and then we've also got Marcus Alonso, who's also carrying an injury from the time he joined, which is one of the reasons why he slowed down just a little bit. Um, so this is another reason why I'm not particularly, you know, um, you know, playing a violin over Spurs yeah. because we had very, very good excuses not to be playing at our best. 
Indeed. So, um, yeah. Donal. Donal. <coughs> I'm cover, still here. Co- cover me in your wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> cover me in your wisdom and your wits and uh, your charm. <laughs> um, I might as well continue on with the Tottenham game as that's the one that's sort of occupying most time. I, I've never played at the level that Jermaine Genus has, but I would tend to agree with him that from what I saw, that was a very technically um, a very technical game of football and played with a, a serious intensity. And, you know, I think if there's one manager in, in the division who's, you know, got the tactical astuteness to to maybe find the pressure points uh, in, in the Chelsea setup, it is Pochettino. And I, I, Johnny was bemoaning earlier that they gave away the same goal twice. I think that's because that was the one weak point that they'd identified mm. and, and could get something out of. Um, you know, it, it's, it was a game of very small margins. And, you know, they came up with that little bit more when they needed to. And, you know, on another day, Chelsea would win. I mean, they they are a very good side now. And I would have thought that, you know, if, if you share the points with them in a season, as we have done, you, you know, you're not doing too badly. Um, and, yeah, I think I think Pochettino is, is he impresses me immensely as a as a sort of tactician. Yeah. But, um, you know, if there was a time someone else mentioned earlier if there was a time to lose to them as inevitably we must from time to time that probably wasn't a bad time to do it you know when when we still had points in the bag you know ahead of all the others and and quite a way to go you wouldn't want to have have that sort of game one game before the end of the season and the season hanging on it would you but uh so yeah, I think we let it wash over us and, and take it on the chin. Good point. Yeah. As for the other games, yeah, Stoke, Hull, you know, both games I think we won with a little bit to spare in the end. But certainly with Stoke, again, they exposed perhaps that slight weakness in the air that that we exhibit from time to time. Um, and the Hull game, yes, I think they've got a much better coach up there now. That's not to say that someone like Phelan wasn't an astute coach, but <coughs> this guy is, I think, will, a bit like Paul Clement, hopefully, will down at Swansea. They're bringing some, some serious tactical noose and some serious coaching experience to bear. And I think, yeah, I think Hull could do well if they mm-hmm. if they can hold together and play under this guy. Yeah. As for Chelsea, we, as everyone says, we're just rolling along. Um Yes, there's probably, you know, some something terrible just around the corner. But at the moment, they seem to be able to turn up with the same shape, the same sort of, you know, with tweaks, um, but not having to make any major adjustments or coming under any serious pressure, such that, you know, the pressure is on Arsenal and Liverpool when they play us. You know, you wouldn't want to lose both of those games, but you could still lose one of those games now without it doing any serious damage. And what what we're doing this season, which we didn't do last season, um, is beat all the teams. Well, I was going to say beat all the teams below us, but <laughs> all the teams <laughs> are below us. But, you know, outside the top six, beating all those teams home and away yeah. is, is what's doing it for us. Indeed. So, yeah, I mean... Uh, <coughs> 
it's, it's very difficult to, to, to be overly critical or, or to worry too much about. Um, Who's playing the spoons? As they are. <laughs> I thought <laughs> someone cracking walnuts. By yeah, it's, 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 so, so, so it is worth of... mentioning at this point because someone has to say it, and we have to get these things out in the open. It's no good hiding. Um, no team with the amount of points Chelsea have at this point in the season have gone on to lose the league. Yes, but that's which means, far. Which means we're we're always making history. Mm. And and who who was the last team to be? Uh, eight points clear at this stage yeah. of the season. Can I can I just say something there? There was someone just knocking. Oh, hello, hello, Mister Fate. Have I tempted yeah. you in? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I don't. It's the podcast equivalent of standing up at, at two, at two nil, 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 saying absolutely no, nothing can go nothing wrong. Nothing can go wrong. <laughs> now. Or, or a, bit, yeah. a bit like the a bit like the general um, who was told to take cover and said nothing can hit me at this distance. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, yeah. Well, I think King, we're living. We're living in times now where yeah. you just have to, you have to look at it and say, you know, I have to stand up and say it as I see it. There's no, there's no time for shilly shallying around anymore. Uh, and if, and if it doesn't, uh, if if we screw up, we can all just say that we never said that. I mean, you know, exactly. Alternative facts. Absolutely. No, post truth, Johnny. There um, are, I'm, there I'm are, there's I'm, no post truth. We don't do alternative. I facts, want to move on to uh, the FA Cup. Um, and also the next two games, really. I'll just talk about the FA Cup. Um, is, has it been too long since we won this? Um, would second or third? Should the you know the Mister Fate come in and um, piss on our chips? Would that appease the fans and Roman Johnny? Um, I don't. I, I, I love the FA Cup. You know, I, I think I think the, the folk like us of a certain age. We just it's just it's got a bit of a special place. And yeah, it's been you know. <laughs> There's, there's a strong possibility we're going to be at Wembley far too often for our liking in the future, so it would be nice to go there for the for the right reason and um, and and win the cup again. I'd love to see it. I'd, I, I would I would genuinely enjoy a day out there and um, and to, to see us lift it again. That would be wonderful. Um, and yeah, listen, it, it's it's like any of these things. It's it's the luck of the draw, isn't it? You know, we've 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 got past the the, the third round. The fourth round looks fairly favourable. It's lap of the gods from there on in, and um, and it's you know it's nice to see the the kids get a run out. It's it's kind of the proof is in the pudding. I think an awful lot, especially in terms of social media and all the rest of it, the the the, the kids in inverted commas, which covers this sort of broad section of youth and all the rest of it, um, it gets a huge amount of exposure um, and debate gets very polarized on both sides of the well you know it's great they're never going to make it or you know these this is the next greatest you know the next greatest thing um it's actually just nice to see them in the flesh and to see what they can do and and this is games like this are where you get the opportunity to do so so yeah it's um i'm i'm looking forward to the game albeit i won't see it in the flesh um and would very very much like a a run to Wembley it would be lovely I don't even think it's being televised I don't think it's one of the games that's been no it's not no, it's uh, no. just Saturday 3 o'clock job. I'll yeah. see if I can find a, a dubious stream somewhere not that I condone that sort of thing as a, a copyright man obviously but, um, um, and, and uh, well, this is a sort of general question so um, Quaker, your thoughts on the FA Cup yeah I mean uh, I've, I've always always oh oh okay you there? You yeah, know, we're, we're, we're yeah, here. Right. Are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, I was just being let out of the doors at work. Um, yeah, the, um, for me, the FA Cup, I, I actually 
my best memory of Chelsea is actually FA Cup. It's not actually the league. It's 1997. Oh. Um, oh. Where, you remember it. 43 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Um, as, as Di Matteo said afterwards, uh, uh, sometimes it's, uh, sometimes it's, uh, it's good to last uh, 43 seconds. Uh, sometimes <laughs> it's good to last a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Um, oh, for the opportunity. Was, <laughs> um, I better stop now as I get in trouble. Offcom. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think it, every time we go there and we win that FA Cup, it's always, uh, it's always a good day out and it's always uh, either a nice cap on the season or to rescue a season or you remember in 2012 when, um, when we last won it, it was, a, it was a precursor to go on and do better things. Um, so I would like to win it again. Um, always nice memories. But I think m- most importantly, I actually want to see people like Chalaba play um, because he had a bit of a run out at the start of the season, um, but he's slightly falling back down the pecking order. I think the FA Cup would be a good chance for him to come back into the team. Uh, people like Zuma as well, um, get him back into uh, full fitness um, and, you know, get get some of these other players the, the run-outs they deserve because a lot of them have, have had to take a back seat while, uh, while the big boys have been shining and it's, it's good to remember that we've got, we have got quality throughout that squad. A lot of people were thinking that we, just, we were just a hazard and cost a team but you know you look at the people on the bench um, who are there so people like Chalabur people um, like Zuma who's now come back uh, JT he's been completely forgotten um, good to get him back in the side as well. So I think I think we need to go as far as possible for, for not just for, for glory, but also for the sake of these players as well. Indeed, um, Clayton. Yes, sir. What would you say? And also, just chuck in what you think, uh, and I will go back to um, uh, Johnny and Kweku quickly uh, after whatever. But um, I'd also, your, just your quick brief thoughts on the minimum we should be getting from uh, our next two games: Liverpool and Arsenal league games. Okay, um, I think on the cup, uh, echo what the boys were saying. I mean, it is special, and I don't know if it's an age thing. I think Queco's probably considerably younger than certainly myself, and I wouldn't hasten <laughs> to speak for young Johnny. Um, but, I, I mean, I still find it great. Um, I, I would imagine that we will play a, f- a relatively strong side, but with a few kids in on Saturday, um, I saw that... There was speculation that Cahill might not play because he was still suffering mentally from the effects of what happened on Sunday. Um, and, of course, we do wish that poor man well. Um, here, here. Yeah, yes, indeed. Um, and yep. I just, I think it's, I mean, I think he'll take it seriously. I'm not sure he's going to, because we played Peterborough last time. And, again, it was quite interesting, going back to what you were saying about Stoke and about Hull. They tried to play football. I mean, I think that was a big problem, that they did actually try to play football. They didn't just pack their defence. And they were, in some respects, they were quite unlucky not to, to go one up. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. The, the fact is that, yes, I'd love to win it. Um, and I don't care if we go all Arsenal and get sides, you know, lower league sides all the way up to, to Wembley. I really couldn't give a toss. I just want to win it. Um as for the games against Liverpool and Arsenal, I think the Liverpool thing is quite interesting because I watched them on Saturday um, and they can't defend. They are absolutely abysmal oh, at the back. Oh, last time um, you said it. 
the, I think <laughs> the one the one thing that will change is that Matip will come back, and I think they are a, a completely different side when he's in in their in their back line. Yeah. Um, but hopefully they'll still be without Mane, who is a fantastic player, and, and they 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 really miss him. Um, I think their biggest problem that night is going to be the fact that everybody's going to be whipped up into a complete and utter frenzy. Um, possibly their manager as well. So I think the pressure is all on them. The one thing that I would ask, and I don't know um, whether the panel agree, is that I don't want to go there with the formation that we have been playing recently. I do not want to go there with just... Um, Kante and Matic on their own in midfield. Now I know that we have got Pedro and we've potentially got William who can come back into that midfield but I think we need at least three guys in the middle because one of the problems in the Spurs game was the fact that we were overrun in midfield and I think you know you've got three strong midfielders as Tottenham had we didn't really have anything to combat them with and one of the biggest problems and the reason they scored their two goals was because we were outnumbered Ericsson was left alone so he was the one that slung in the ball for both goals so I think if we go to Liverpool I'd I'd hope that we'd be uh, uh, you know that we'd be slightly more defensive in in our midfield formation Um, Arsenal I'm not worried about because basically they come to the bridge and for whatever reason they just they just have one they just can't cope with it, and and I don't actually see any reason for that to change. To be perfectly honest, I mean, obviously there might be help by not having um, that man on the bench, but I I can't I can't say that I I'm too bothered about that. I don't think I don't think we'll lose to Arsenal, um, and I, the Liverpool game I think that possibly, but I I think it. Even if we only got two points from those two games, and I don't actually think we will, I think it's more likely we'll get four. Um, I, I, I still think we'll be fine. Thank you very yeah. much, um, Donald. Over to you. Um, so the the FA Cup. Yes, I love the FA Cup. I always think it's well worth winning, um, and it's you know a good cup run and the chance to go to Wembley properly uh, you know and I, I wish we didn't have the semi-final nonsense yeah I, I I always like us to do well in the cup and it it was good there you know in the, the first part of the uh, of this century that Chelsea almost you know were sort of regulars turning up there and, and winning it and you know it'd be nice to, to, to get another cup win in which sounds greedy seeing as we went for so long <laughs> without winning it um what was it, a total of 47 years, wasn't it, I think? Uh, if, no, sorry, uh, what am I talking about? 27. 27, 27, 27 years. Yeah, yeah. 27 years without winning Listen it. to the uh, song music, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I was thinking about some completely different uh, um, date in history. Um, what do I think we'll get out of Liverpool and Arsenal? I think we need to get three points out of that one, one way or the other. Um, three points or two points two points wouldn't be so bad because it would mean two draws and and they wouldn't have gained any ground on us but if we don't get two points we need three points Um, whichever way it comes I don't really care 
one last thought on the FA Cup is I have no issue with us not being on the telly. We're, you know, Chelsea, Brentford, it's a London derby, but I can see why that might not appeal to the world. You would have to spend an awful lot of time explaining to me why Manchester United Wigan is worthy of the TV. Um, <laughs> Liverpool, yeah. Liverpool Wolves, uh, yeah, you know, Wolves are a championship side, you know, one of the sort of uh, old styles, you know, big names of, of English football. But even that is a bit of a stretch. The fact that those two always get televised when some of these other teams, you know, would benefit from having some telly money, etc., I think is, you know, is a bit off-putting, really. Uh, as I say, I don't care that we're not on the telly, but I think, you know, there were, there are other teams there who could have done with a, uh, you know, a bit of a bit of televised football to help them out here and there. And frankly, the cash as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what I think. Uh, you know, just just spread it around a bit. You know, this is about. I, I don't. I think Queen Victoria was still alive the last time they didn't televise a Man United FA Cup game. <laughs> it's a, I don't. I don't know if it's hypocritical, but there was some statistic in the last round that there. I think it's something like fifty plus FA Cup games have all been televised. Like the consecutive games that they've yeah. been involved Jeez. in the FA Cup yeah. have been. I, I mean, it might be hypocritical, and it, it makes you know it makes like for a good tale. Yeah. I mean, it I, has to I very be, much doubt. I very much doubt that when John Logie Baird hot-footed it down to the paper box. <laughs> <laughs> it was only to get with there. This, so this, new, I've got this brilliant idea. Yeah. I've got a way where people can watch Man United play football in the FA Cup every time they play. And you yeah, can put other programmes on but, as well. But, but Donald, have you ever seen John Logie Baird and Alex Ferguson in the same room? For all we know, they might be the same people. This is true. <laughs> um, I'm going to move it on very quickly. Um, Kweku and mm. Johnny, um, in either order. Um, uh, I, I, I skipped over it with you two, but minimum we need from Liverpool and Arsenal. Um, Kweku first. Um, I'd be happy uh, just with two draws, to be honest with you. I know that sounds not very ambitious, but we just need for them not to pick up points. The gap is big as it is, and they need to win. If they don't win, um, they're running out of games. So um, for me... You know, a minimum of draw is, is, is absolutely fine. Um, just just on the Liverpool thing, can I just make two really quick points? Um, first about the FA Cup and the other about Liverpool. Uh, the, one word, the one phrase that we should all be thinking about with the FA Cup, which I, I should have mentioned earlier, double. Um, it'd be good to do the double again, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And second, with Liverpool, I will be, even if we win the league, I'll be 70 or 80. And people will come up to me and say, you know... Um, do you remember that side in 2016-17 that won that league under Conte? And I'll sit back and I'll go, they were brilliant. But what about that goal we conceded against Liverpool at Stamford Bridge where our, <laughs> our defence was somewhere in Sloan Square at the time when Liverpool scored and then everybody went on for weeks about how good Liverpool had been. I don't particularly think that we have... Uh, maybe a different story at Anfield, but I just don't think that Liverpool are that good. I think they attack very well. But their defending is terrible. And, and, and Spurs, um, the reason why we looked outnumbered in midfield is because Dembele and Wanyama are absolute machines. I mean, if you look at their size compared to Kante and, uh, and Matic, um, it's just, you know, it, it's no yeah, wonder we were, we were overrun. Um, Liverpool are a different, different kettle of fish. I mean, Emery Chan is a, is a, is a unit, but other than that, you're looking at Henderson and, um, and, you know, possibly, 
uh, Lallana dropping dropping back in there. It's not a very physically powerful midfield. Their power comes from the fact that they pass the ball quickly. If we can stop that uh, that 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 fast movement and 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 uh, their ability to play the ball quickly. Um, then I think we'll stop them. Um, and if we can get onto that defence, I'm telling you, their Christmas presents um, as, as early as uh, you know, as early as February. So um, you know, we we I, we just need to get the two draws. I think that I think that's all that matters. And, and yeah, let's please not forget the double. Johnny, over to you. Um, I, that's a good summary from Quaker actually. Um, yeah, I, I'd be happy with two points. I think we can get four and six. I'd be absolutely delighted with which, and I think is actually within our reach to be honest. Um, and I, I th- I've said this all along throughout the season is that the thing that st- you know the title race is always always going to be well. I thought it was always going to be much tighter than it is. Um, is that we've got defence and no one else has. Everyone else concedes goals and everyone else concedes stupid goals. And I think the only uh, since the sort of the Arsenal defeat um, and, the, and the renaissance since then um, our defence has, has been really really sound I think only only the Spurs games really stands out um, where, where mistakes are made but we, we've got defence and no one else has and I think it's, it's absolutely spot on about Liverpool what Quaker said is if you get at them defensively I think they're really really weak I think I think they're actually quite poor. Um, so yeah, I, I think um, you know we've we've got a mixed record against top sides um, this season. You know we did well against the, the Manchester sides and you know lost to Liverpool and Arsenal. So it's a bit of a curate's egg. Who knows what we're going to get? But I think we've got it in us to to do really well. So yeah, look, I, you know, and I think Conte's a smart enough man to know where everything sits at the moment and to know that. If we can get something from both games, then, you know, I'm not calling it over, but you're into February with a sort of a, a seven, eight point gap. It's it's when other sides start running through treacle, trying to catch up with you. So, yeah, I, I, I think we can be ambitious and I think we can get something from both games. Wow. I'm 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 bathing in positivity here. Um, <laughs> just 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 um, one thing to one thing to watch out for with Liverpool, uh, that crowd. Um, they will be on top of us again, and it could that could potentially lift them to heights not yet seen. And you know they're always up for it against us. Yeah, we'll so t- that's we'll, one we'll, we'll word of caution. Half, yeah, we'll take three and a half thousand up there and and and, and, and do our best. That's all I can say. Um, <laughs> going to move on now. Um, I'm going to move over to you, Daniel. Um, Costa. Not Costa Crimes, not Jamie Redknapp. What about the Costa Bullocks or the Bullocks story that appeared to came out last week? Not his actual testes, you understand, but um, in actual fact, just the whole situation, which yeah, I, I'm, I'm a bit torn on. Uh, there, there's no smoke without fire. Everyone was reporting it. Chelsea played a very, a very straight bat. It was a back injury. Nothing to see here. Move on. Conti said the same. He turns up against Hull, scores a goal, looks happy. Um, I've no doubt in my mind that there was a, a, a bid from China to which the club probably said um, you can fuck off um, and, uh, and, and and take it away from there. Um, so, Donal, your thoughts just on that? Um, yeah, I, it's in in, the, in this uh, time of post truth and uh, alternative facts and such like. It's it's the transfer window where ninety percent of what you read is utter tripe. It, it's difficult to know. I mean. Did he have an injury? Uh, possibly did. Did he have a bit of a falling out with Conte? Yeah, he possibly did have a big argument on the training pitch. But I, I think, from what I could tell, it, there seemed to be a conflation of, of several incidents into 
one big story. You know, there was this effort to, 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 to lay a blanket over the whole thing or knit the whole thing into one story, whereas I think it was two or three separate things going on. You know, if, if, if China did come in for him, yes, they, they probably offered silly money. He probably had no intention of going. On the one hand, people say it's um, it's his agent. Um, that's, what's his name? The same guy who's the agent for Jose. Um, George Mendes. George Mendes. On the one hand, you read it's George Mendes, you know, trying to lever himself a lot more money by selling his best players to China. Other people saying that Mendes was instrumental in telling Conte, you know, to turn it all down and, and stay in Europe without being part of it and, and being close to it. You're only ever left speculating. I think you just have to, you just have to one, if you like Costa hope that he's got enough sense to stay put at least till the end of the season he's a sort of combustible type of person. I'm, I'm sure people fall out in the workplace all the time. Maybe there was some sort of falling out. Um, I, I don't think he's got the Mickey Hazard, it's a long away trip. I'll just hop up here onto the uh, onto the uh, massage table and feign injury sort of nonsense. <laughs> I, I think, you know, perhaps he did genuinely feel that his back was a problem. Who knows? But, the evidence is, as you say, he was back in the team at the time that Conte said he would be back in the team. He, he scored a goal. Everyone seemed to be quite happy together. You know, you look at the body language, it all seemed fairly okay. So, yes, I'm sure things are going on in the background, but I, I would say he'd be here till the end of the season anyway. And, and thank the Lord for that. I completely agree, Kweku. January window closing soon uh, in blimey just six days um, and there's been an absolute nothing has happened yet um, are we in for anybody do you think do we need any reinforcements well this is how good Diego Costa is okay he can score goals for Chelsea while playing in China with a bad back he's <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's quite <laughs> remarkable isn't it yeah I'm telling you, you know, I mean, this guy, I tell you what, if we sell him, we'll be paying for our stadium, uh, you know, for a player like that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think uh, it's up to Conte, to be honest with you. I, I don't think we need anybody. I think Ake's come back. Um, it's already the, well, obviously all of these things happen on the on the 30th, don't they? Um, at somewhere like 11.55 um, on the 30th. But I think... Um, I think the squad is fine. Uh, the only thing I, I'd be slightly worried about was, was Marcus Alonso because of the injury situation. But Ake has come back. Um, Terry is fit. Zuma is fit. Um, maybe up front, but then I think Bashuai deserves the chance. I, I don't, you know, he's hardly played. Um, and when he did play, he was scoring goals. So I'm not quite sure what, what's happened there. Uh, the midfield looks okay. I think that the players that we need to improve the squad, we can't get in January. We need them to come in in the summer. Um, so I, I'm happy with, with it as it is. But if, if Conte can find anybody who's not cupped, who's not, uh, well, not cupped because they're not in Europe, but um, who can genuinely improve, then then great. But uh, it, it's going to be a hard search in January, I think. So I'm happy happy with things as they are. Chap, who was the, the, the fella that Newcastle bought 
um, and he completely buggered their season. I never remember his name. It was a spree, and there's yeah. also Rodney, Rodney Marsh. Well, Rodney Marsh uh, from, yeah, for, for Man City, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then yeah, I was just, just, just on the back of my mind every time you, you kind of buy players, but I think Conte's a bit more savvy than that. Uh, moving on. Well, one, one, of, one of the two of those is a black Colombian, but I can't remember which one. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. And, um, Clayton, your thoughts on um, JT and Ivan and their futures? Or lack of them, uh, as it appears. Well, there, there are, there is no future for either, for either of them. Um, I haven't really got any thoughts, to be perfectly honest. As as I said earlier, I was very, very sad to see JT go off uh, in that Peterborough game. He was rightly sent off. He was fleeced by a younger man. He's never been particularly fast, but it was just, it, it was just very sad. I don't personally, I don't think we are going to see him in any meaningful games uh, again. Um, I think subject to uh, a calamitous list of injuries. Um, I think we've got enough cover. I think Ake coming back um, has seen to that. Branagh, we may see towards the end of the season coming on like he did in a couple of games where it's a bit tight and we need some height at the back. But um, he may well play against Brentford and it might be quite similar to when he played against Gillingham. You forget, I mean, the guy is a great servant and I don't want to bad mouth him, but you forget that lamentable um, delivery into the box that just thuds into the shins of the nearest defender. Um, we've moved on. You know, th- those guys are brilliant servants. They'll, they'll never be another John Terry at Chelsea. Um, but time's caught up with them uh, and we and we have to move on. I think in, in so I know you didn't ask me, but I'm going to say anyway, I think in the transfer window, what I'd actually like would be... Um, a striker like Lorente. Um, I I don't know what Batshuayi has done or hasn't done or what have you, but obviously Conte doesn't fancy him. And I just thought, particularly against Hull on Saturday, that somebody like Lorente is something different. It would have mixed it up. We, we play in a certain way. And it wasn't just the goals he scored against Liverpool on Saturday, but the, the header he scored was great. Um, and we haven't had a forward score a headed goal this season. In fact, I think Gary Cahill's headed goal on Sunday was probably the, only the second headed goal we've scored this season. The first one being Gary Cahill from a corner. So <laughs> it's not it's not essential. And, and and we've said it earlier on. You can't look at this and complain and say, you know, where does it all go wrong and what do we need? We don't actually need that much more, as Queco said. But I do think so. Having a different option if it's not working for us is, is always good but um, they're po- possibly reluctant because they've got Tammy Abraham coming back next year who may well give us that sort of bigger presence in the box um, but there will be movement obviously because yeah. in my opinion Costa will be gone um, yeah. I, I've, the, I've, the, you know Andy, Andy Carroll's looking good he is I will say this I will say this Andy Carroll if that is <laughs> that that is goal of the season, I'm, I'm talking. That's one of the best goals he scored. It was perfect. It was. He always he always it was a hundred. It was so much better than Rooney's. Rooney's shindies. That one connected superbly. He always puts ten. He always puts a ten or a dozen games together at some point, and then gets His injured. Price goes mac up. Yeah. Goes miles up. He gets sold to another club. Gets injured. Goes on the beer or whatever. Yeah, it is. yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't see it for a season. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm I, have, gonna... I have got a theory. It's probably we haven't got time. This week. Remind me, put it in the diary there, Tone. Yep. Uh, 
for, I, I suppose we could have some sort of annual lecture or something, and I'll deliver it on the the big unit carrying a bit of timber <laughs> up, up, up front and his role in the game of football. Oh, yes. Make the, observations the, at the, the big lad with surprisingly good feet. Yes, yes. Yeah. He always has the balletic feet. Yeah. At various levels of football, I've seen at least four or five games of football at various levels in the last 12 months where the, the big fella carrying timber with surprisingly good feet yes. has figured very large. And I'm not saying Lorente is quite that, but he is, he's a man who give it a few years. Yeah. Yeah. We could, could end up looking like Razor Ruddock or whatever his name is. Costa Neil, Neil turned up looking like that last season Neil, and it Neil, didn't work out. <laughs> he's not a natural in the role no. as far as I can from- I've, I've raised the hand at the back of the class. Sorry, John. <laughs> yes, go could, on. Sorry. Could, could, could I pine briefly on JT, Ivan and January? Yes, of course you can. Um, JT, I, I tweeted this at the time. The, uh, it was, I think it was, it was the cup game. It was, it was his Gary Neville against West Brom. Uh, and mate. I went and Googled it straight away. And, and it, it was a it, brilliant, brilliant piece of um It journey. was exactly right. Great, uh, great interview, yeah. Because Gary, Gary Neville himself said that was the point where he knew it was finished, it was yeah. done with, and he was. And fair play to him, he was absolutely honest with himself. Was a, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I'm I'm done. Yeah. And and yeah, he had an absolute mare. And and I can't, you know, I I don't know JT personally, but I I can imagine as a you know as a 34, 35 year old being left on your ass and utterly fucking humiliated by you know, 19, 20 year old or whatever it is, yeah. it must come a point where you think, oh, screw this. I, yeah. It's over. It's done with. Can I, so can I just add a, a little point to that? Um, mm. JT uh, gave, uh, I said this, I think the last podcast, but if you haven't seen it, please do. JT gave an interview to William Gallas. Um, which yeah. Very, very strange to see William Gallas back at Chelsea, uh, not threatening to score own goals. Um, um <laughs> Although allegedly that's not true, but I'll tell you about that another time. Um, he said in that interview, uh, and I've quoted it uh, in a piece I did today, he said, if I'm not in that team, it's fine. Because it means that Chelsea mm. are winning, we're not scoring, we're not conceding goals, and it means that we're likely to win the title. Um, so, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's absolutely fine. I think he, he, he's, he's basically saying it now that yeah. he knows what's yeah. coming I don't yeah. think it's a question of him you know going to the papers and saying why don't they give me one more year or, or any of this kind of business I think yeah knows, it's done isn't it and I, yeah and I think I think we just have to get ready to give him a big send off when, when, when he does go because Absolutely. that man I'm telling you you know for, for, for at least three or four years we had the best centre back in Europe and it's very rare in our days even, even my relatively useful days as a Chelsea supporter where we can say we genuinely had the best player in his position in Europe at in, the time indeed. for at least three or four years. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So, uh, Johnny, you were going to say, Johnny, you were going to say something about Ivan as well, I think. Yeah, Ivan. I, I think I, I, it's it's sort of kind of sad. He's had a lot of stick. Um, you know, he's definitely on the downturn. There's no question about that. He's had he's had a lot of stick from Chelsea fans, which I, I find a bit sad. Actually, it's mm. I, I know it's one of those things that there needs to be, and especially after last season, there's always going to be a scapegoat amongst fans. But you know, a, a, a fantastic servant to the club, wonderful, wonderful guy, and you know, literally, you know, ran through blood and pain for for the cause, and 
goes you know wherever he goes goes with with our our best wishes and you know what more can you say you know a, a winning goal in a european final and many many other great moments he was almost fantastic first on the team guy. sheet wasn't he yeah for, yeah for several well, I, seasons. I, fantastic guy. Like two or three I always remember the conversation because I remember probably having a conversation with with both of you at least through the old Chelsea blog was that um, you know to me um, when we first signed him Ivanovic we got him as a January signing with Anelka I think under Avram Grant's tenure um, and to me for the first two or three months I was thinking he was a badger because I you know I fundamentally you never saw know, him. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't believe badgers exist I think you know someone just goes and paints <laughs> some old you know some tatty old animal and sticks it on the side of the road because I've never seen a live one. And Who I do you think moves your goalposts all the time? <laughs> Indeed, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, 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 when he turned up, he, he reminded me, and I've always used to sort of call him farm boy because he, he just had that look about him where I could just imagine him with a, a kind of tatty old hat and a piece of straw hanging out of his mouth with someone saying, uh, you, you go and defend. And he just says, uh, I defend, and, and I go out and defend, and that's it, basically, you know. Um, or he could be killing livestock with his bare hands. <laughs> Indeed, so I, I'm sorry to say, but I think it's an acceptance, at a time we accepted that players do, um, they, they don't seem to go down to the lower leagues these days and see their career out, they tend to just drop off a cliff, and um, and I think you're right, and it was fascinating, that going back to that Gary Neville thing, the fascinating thing was, he was in the toilet at half-time, sat on the toilet when it all kind of came to him, when probably most people do their best thinking. Um, mm. But I urge you, if you haven't read it, just go and Google Gary Neville, West Brom. It's a Daily Mail article, I think. Um, so, you know, beg forgiveness of the Lord, etc. before you read it. But it is a fantastically <laughs> honest and open yeah, piece, a piece of a piece Brilliant, of, uh, it really is. And it really is. Yeah. I'm going to move it on now. I just want to quickly talk in the last, uh, we're going to head into the last sort of 10 minutes. We've been running um, for about 48 minutes, 49 um, I just want to talk very quickly, um, f- f- just a, a, a few words from each of you, really, um, uh, on Mikel and Oscar now going, um, and, or have gone, sorry, and their thoughts. But I, I, I would like a little brief view from each of you, right? and we'll just do it as, um, well, you know, I'll, I'll just shout your name out and say something. Um, Conte, um, as in Antonio, um, and the continuing class he's shown, when compared to the old hands like Wenger, who's now pushing officials over, Mourinho, who's still this kind of surly, sullen bastard, um, searching for the answers to whatever happened last season, um, and the increasingly unbalanced Pep Guardiola. And, and this whole thing, well, I've, I've said it before, I think that there's a new breed of coaches coming through, Conte, Pochettino, Klopp, that seem to be able to just you know, take the game as it comes, you know, almost not really, not, not taking it too seriously in the sense that, you know, it isn't life or death. It never has been in, in the sense of the result of a game. Um, so just your thoughts on that. Cause yeah, I said Pep got us before this. I said Pep Guardiola is now reminding me of Jack Nicholson at the end of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. A complete and like a basket case. <laughs> so, uh, we'll start with you, Johnny, quickly. Um, I, I, listen, Conte, it's just perfect. It really is. You can't praise the guy highly enough. You know, he's amiable. There's no drama. He he handled the cost of things superbly. I thought, again, you know, it goes back to, you know, what we discussed first off. And, you know, there's no drama to talk about. You know, I think he's handled things incredibly well. He's a likable guy. Um, it, it just reminds me of Ancelotti. You know, when, when yeah. Ancelotti was here, it, it, you know, we kind of got away from just constantly being on the back pages, scrapping with officials and arguing with the FA about this. 
this and that. And it, it's just one of those things where when Mourinho came back, he said in the interview when he was, he was doing the happy one bit was, and I, I said this at the time when he first arrived, when he first arrived, we, we needed to kick the door down and make a shitload of noise and really stir things up, which he was perfect for. We're now one of the establishment. We don't need to do that anymore. We're up there, you know, we've, we've got league titles, we've got European Cups and all the rest of it. We just have to go about our business and get on with things. And yeah, you know, there's bumps in the road and there's the odd shouting match here or there. But we don't need to be constantly on the back pages and falling out with people and, and causing a ruck to, to make a noise. Done all that. We've moved on as a club. We're a, we're a, a bigger deal now. And I think Conte is perfect. He is absolutely perfect. You know, you, you, who knows what happens in, in the crazy world of Chelsea? You know, we, we could win the double this season. He could win three games on the bounce next year, beginning of next season, and his job's in jeopardy. He could be gone by November. That's Chelsea. That's just the way of it. Well, that's football, rather. But right now, it's great. It's just wonderful to watch and to sort of sit in the centre of it and, and, and see it all happening. Absolutely superb. Donald. Um, yes, I, I, I agree with Johnny. It, it, it reminds me of, of the sort of Ancelotti uh, reign, the, the, the first season uh, of Ancelotti, um, perhaps with a little more uh, zip in it. You know, he's, Ancelotti was completely laid back. He, Conte has slightly more edge to him, but yeah, it, it's almost too good to be true. <laughs> he's doing so well. You just it will be interesting to see what does happen when he's confronted by a crisis, as inevitably he must be. You know, when things go against him, it'll be interesting to see what happens and how he handles it. But certainly at the moment, yeah, it's uh, you know he, he does seem to be a, a very likable individual. I, you probably saw that thing where he. Uh, he begged some cake off the the guy at the, yeah, the post match yeah, press yeah, yeah. conference. Things like, you know, he just seems a genuinely quite, you know, from this distance, uh, a quite likable individual, and uh, mm. he certainly he certainly seems to have the respect of the players and and other coaches. And yeah, I mean, we all like a little bit of you know needle from time to time, and so on and so forth. But maybe I'm getting old. I, I prefer to just. I prefer to see it happen on the pitch and, you know, for yeah. th- these, these guys are at the top of their profession. Yes. They're big egos and, and so on and so forth, but you know, generally they, they should have enough respect for each other to, you know, there, there'll always be those personality clashes, but you know, I, I don't get that much excitement out of watching managers blow a gasket. You know, I, 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 despite him, he, he made the big mistake of, you know, saying how irritating it must be for Chelsea to have teams keep winning behind them and then went on to sort of draw and lose a couple of games. But, you know, I was watching Klopp there the other day, you know, even after the Swansea game. He looked completely perplexed by it and completely annoyed. But even then he was still able to, you know, crack a couple of yeah, jokes and yeah. and laugh and stuff. And, you know, yeah, that that's how it should be. Indeed. I, 
you know, we, we don't want life and death in, in the football. No. Let's have the excitement on the pitch and, and some interesting characters off it. But, yeah, I don't need the needle all the time. In no, I agree. I agree. Um, uh, Clayton, you, a uh, few words on the subject? I think he's changed our brand. I think he's changed our brand to, to other fans, even. We're not getting anywhere You're starting to sound like Karen Brady now. I know. You're starting yeah. to sound like Karen Brady. I, I, <laughs> I think that what happened on Sunday um, was a great example of what Conte has done for the club in terms of its image. Now, obviously, we as fans and anybody who was there, uh, we applauded when Ryan Mason was carried off. And that was really bigged up on, um, well, just social media. Uh, it was bigged up on Match of the Day. Um, and even Jonathan Pierce mentioned the the tribute we had after 55 minutes to that poor gentleman who was murdered just before Christmas. I can't remember the guy's name. Is Wurzel was his nickname. Carl O'Brien. At, yeah, Carl yeah, O'Brien, thank Carl you. O'Brien, yeah. and, and all of that, if you look at the way we're treated in the media at the moment, there's a lot of good stuff being said about us. Now, obviously, we're playing well and we're top of the league, and perhaps you should, but there was, I, I perceive but, you know, most fans perceive the media's against them, that when we won the league the last time, we got barely a mention, you know? Uh, we we headed that table from start to finish. And it was, well, you know, it's Chelsea, got lots of money, Mourinho's, you know, what he is, uh, and they won the league. So what? Well, you know, I I think sometimes you need a little bit more credit. And I think this time we are. I mean, we haven't won anything yet. But people are being nice about us, and and it and it is a pleasant change. I mean, you know me; I love Mourinho, and I I I, I couldn't care less what he did. I I sort of would follow him wherever. But this is this is brilliant. I think that there's two things. I mean, one, we haven't seen um, Conte when it's all gone tits up. I mean, to be fair, after the Liverpool and the Arsenal game, it was a little bit like that. But he yeah, just no, I was say, I'm sorry to yeah, dis- he, he, disagree, but I, I think no, he, we were he, we were in a bit of a jam then. It, it's, yeah, no, he did turn it round. He basically, I, you know, we, he gave the squad six games. You know, he saw why we finished where we finished last year and said, right, okay, my turn now, and hmm. he turned it round. So yes, no, I'm not talking about so much in in how he dealt with it but I mean just generally back against the wall media against you everything going wrong we haven't seen that and long may that continue and the other imponderable is our owner Um, (laughs) you you know we just don't know we just don't know it is all you know uh, my heart sank when the Costa story came out on that Thursday night because I thought I can't believe it everything you know is going so well why do we have to shoot ourselves in the foot? Now, I'm not saying the club did or anything like that. But, you know, interestingly, what was it, a week later, it was like it's never happened. Yeah. Um, and did. so there, there is a calmness about the place. And um, it's, it's very enjoyable. But as a Chelsea fan, and I suppose as, as a football fan, I'm just waiting. <laughs> I'm just waiting for <laughs> it to happen i don't know what it is but well, i'm it, just it's, waiting it, it's it's the old you know man, man walks man walks into room covered in cobs with cobbler's brush of the way goes what does this button do <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah indeed boom yeah, yeah. and off it all goes oh, but yeah. yeah no i know what you mean it's exactly. um, 
quickly. No, I mean, he, he's oh. his credit. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so I was going to ask quickly just for a, a, a minute's worth of thought on, on Conte. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the point, isn't it? Um, that people keep asking... Uh, I mean, I should just say, by the way, he has a really, really bad temper. And if you're, if you're not aware of it, you need to go and have a look at what um, he did to Gigi Buffon when, uh, when Gigi Buffon went to go and ask for bonuses after Juventus had won the league, after they had won the league, and was, I think, a minute or two late for training. Great story. Um, but you will see just how angry Conte can, can get. I, I can't tell you the story because it involves a lot of swear words and uh, I don't want Ofcom, <laughs> Ofcom get, getting involved. But I think you guys touched on it. Um, people keep thinking there's been no problem because when there has been... Uh, we we have... dealt with it very well. This is my favourite start of the season. End of... Oh, hello? Hello, quick. Hello? You, you dropped out there. Yeah, I'll, I'll right, come back. Right. Yeah. yeah. End of end, end of end of September, we were um, I think eight points behind Manchester City. We are eight points clear um, by uh, or by but even before the end of last year. So this is how quickly and quietly he deals with things. Um, there's no issue. There's no noise. There's no personality. Um, you know, uh, issues with him. He just gets on with it. And that's the reason why people think there's no trouble, because whenever there is trouble, he just stamps it out as quickly as possible. So I think that is his, you know, I mean, the, 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 the real thing is that when you go around and you speak to people, they always say, well, you know, uh, I've never been a great fan of Chelsea, but, you know, I mean, this guy has made us popular. He's made us, well, at least, you know, not hated as much as we were <laughs> um, in the press. And remember that a lot of the press are West Ham fans. I don't know if you guys know that, um, which is the reason why we yeah. get so much bad press. But that, that's another story altogether. Um, but yeah, he, he, he puts the fires out quickly. Where I think you will get it, as uh, Clayton refers to, is when we go back into Europe. Because that's when the microscope really goes on the big yeah, teams. Yeah. Great, great. Um, and, uh, and that's when we'll see it. But as I said, this guy is perfect. And this is the very last thing. This is what happens when you have a plan. Yeah, uh, we hired this guy. Oh, don't, don't get us don't get us on plans and projects quicker. We, 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 we ha- <laughs> you know, we hired this guy in February. He took his time. He spoke to people. He spoke to uh, I think journalists, players, coaches about what he's going to do at Chelsea. Lo and behold, he sorts us out. You know, we're top by Christmas, and we have a look back. Planning. Yeah, yeah. yeah? I hope Romans. All, all I can say quickly is, is I, I I agree, but. Um, Judge Dyer is now looking over the top of his Hormer Inspectors going, plan? Order, order. <laughs> well, <laughs> listen, you know what? There's there's so much, and sorry if I point, and listen, there's so much to talk about. We're, we're only just over an hour. We could, we could, we could push it a little bit. Yeah, it's okay. You know, yeah. The listener will love it. The listener will love it. Can I, um, can I just do, I, do that Buffon story then, if, if, if you guys don't mind? Oh, yeah, go So basically what happened was that uh, Juventus won the league, one of their, I mean, the, the whole serial Juventus winning machine starts under him. Um, Juventus were in pretty much the same state we were in um, after, uh, I think, uh, Claudio and a few other people had gone there and basically brought them back into Serie A. And Conte was the one who basically made them this machine, you know, got Pogba in and Pirlo and set them up. Ironically, again, in the same circumstances that he didn't get everything he wanted, but he found the structure to allow them to play. And uh, they won the league, and uh, they've they gone to training, I think, uh, about three games after they won the league. 
and uh, Buffon wasn't there. And all of a sudden, Buffon comes in about a minute or two late. Nothing, nothing major. And he goes, oh, I'm so sorry, boss. We were just, I was just negotiating with the board about our bonuses. Okay? So he was with the board, you know? And Conte went mad. And he said, I'm not going to take this, Gigi. Who do you think you are, Gigi? Uh, F you, Gigi. We're going to go and run around the training pitch three or four times because we can. And I, I want that record broken. And even after that record's broken, we're still going to run around because this is what we do, because this is what we're, because we're Juventus. And Gigi, your attitude makes me disgusted. I can't stand to even look at you. Who are you, Gigi? You went mad. I mean, uh, I, I, wish, I wish I could remember. I think it was possibly Marcotti or somebody who, who told this story. But I just thought, this guy, right, you know, this is what he is. The only danger, I think, is if he burns out because you can't keep that level Ever and ever and ever and ever yeah, yeah, as a day, yeah, but we yeah, have to enjoy it while we well, can. Well, I think this this is it's it's sort of the intensity and and uh, if you follow up, if you've seen the interview with with Thierry Henry, that's that's lurking around, and he, and he he actually uses the phrase, you know, if whatever happens, I'll kill him. <laughs> and it's just there's there's that sort of slight glint. <laughs> you just yeah. see, I know he's only using that as a figure of speech. But I'm not going to find out. You, 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 <laughs> wonder, yeah. you wonder whether he's the, he's like the young Corleone. Or, My, Michael he Corleone. Went up, <laughs> he went up against Costa. He went up against Costa and we saw he won that one. Well, right? yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. But listen, yeah, yeah. sorry, sorry to come back to, I, I, yep. the, the point you mentioned about, you know, the, the whole sort of stability thing and all the rest of it. And I do have a thing about this in the sense that for years and years and years, my, you know, possibly sort of, you know, having watched the whole Wenger and, and Ferguson dynasty thing rolling on, was, oh, you know, we need stability, we need long term, we need this, we need that. And I have, my, my opinion on it has completely changed in the sense that the world has changed and football management has changed and the pressure is now so intense and, and at such a level where if you look at how Mourinho and Guardiola just do a couple of years at a club and, and but literally burn out I think at the, the top level it's just yeah, yeah. it's yeah. impossible I, d- I don't think any human being is built for, for that kind of thing and as, as much as you, you kind of sort of grudgingly give credit and you know he's not in football now but the way that Ferguson just kept in there and reinvented and and built new teams and kept winning and kept winning. It's extraordinary. Uh, it's it's absolutely incredible when you look at it now. Uh, I, and will never be repeated. I don't think. And, oh no, absolutely. I mean, I wrote a piece when Mourinho went. I wrote a piece of the fan cast and and said, in very simple terms, after Wenger goes, if you see a, a club with a, a a top flight club, you know, regular Champions League contestant. If you see a club of that ilk with a manager who lasts more than five years, it, it, it's literally, it's miracle territory. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think the difference with Ferguson is that Ferguson was able to control the media in a way that no other manager will ever be able to do. Uh, he had built up that credit in his bank account, um, quite literally. Um, he did. And, and all of the journalists were afraid of him. All of the people in football were afraid of him. The players who came to him, apart from Rooney, and Rooney was slapped down pretty quickly, um, knew had that had that certain respect. And that took 20, 30 years to build up. 
you know, you no other manager will ever be able to build up that kind of that kind of credit. And that and, and allied, allied to the fact that he's a brilliant manager. He just was I, that's a true. brilliant manager. That's you know, true. It's a very powerful combination. It is. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I am gonna jump in because Sorry, otherwise we'll, we'll end up talking about. In. Yeah, I, I, because otherwise we'll end up talking about <laughs> Ferguson, etc. I want to pull um, uh, Donal and Clayton back in um, just for five five minutes, just to discuss the uh, the ground. Um, I'll, for what it's worth, for me. <laughs> It's fantastic news. I've got a mate of mine who I go to football with who says we should just shove another tier on the shed end and, and some other end and maybe the Matthew Arden end. Uh, and I, <laughs> I said, I basically had the argument I had with him. Was I said, you just don't get it, do you? You don't get what Roman wants. You don't get what football is these days. It, it's it's not just about sticking 60,000 in your ground. It's the whole image. It's everything that goes with it. And this will be the single most iconic stadium in this country. Um, so just a, a few thoughts from each of you. Um, and, and I will put my tuppence at me if I do not want to go to Wembley. I'd rather go to Twickenham and run the run the the, the wrath of the uh, blue rinse set around Twickenham. Tony, um, can I quickly go go first on that one? Because I've got a few on. things to yeah. uh, to put on that one. Um, firstly, Roman um, wanted a carbon. I spoke to the architects about this one. Um, he wa- he wanted a carbon copy, basically, of Russia Dortmund Stadium, um, but we can't do it. It's not not enough space. Um, and secondly, I think you might it's be disappointed great about one. Yeah, I, I, secondly, I think you um, and the architect really tried because uh, that was exactly what he wanted. He wanted one tier behind the goal, a bit like what Spurs are going to have, um, but we just don't have the space, so we're limited. That's why you know it will look the way it will look. And, and secondly, I think you may be disappointed about Wembley. I'm afraid. Yeah, I th- well, I, I mean, we've uh, Dave. Um, I think it was Jonathan Kidd actually. Jonathan Kidd has spoken to uh, the great at Jonathan Kidd as well. If you don't follow him on Twitter, you should do. Um, he's actually said that in a conversation he had in, um, with Bruce Buck uh, about a year ago, Bruce Buck said, it's Wembley. Um, but um, things change and it's just not my bag, really. I think it's a, 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 a rather soulless lump at the moment. It may grow on me, but you know, for, for, for Premier League games, not, not convinced of it. Um, uh, Donal? Um, yeah, the, the the new stadium looks fabulous. Um, I'm still preoccupied about the the nuclear waste that's going to get jammed in the small <laughs> the small tunnel. That yes, I, I believe that's one of the key things, isn't it? You know, it, it was, but we're already running it there, I think. And uh, I, I think, I think that, no, it goes there. It runs behind, but yeah. what I think what they're saying is the the plan to cover over the railway. Yeah, you bridge over the railway, so you move the stand back, so you increase the capacity. You're then creating a tunnel for maybe only three, four hundred meters, but a tunnel that they cannot get equipment into should the train fail in that, you know, or someone uh, for nefarious purposes block a nuclear waste carrying train into that that tunnel. It's not like a a standard railway tunnel with a certain amount of escape routes, etc. And I think that's one of the one of the big sticking points. But I, I've worked on projects where Herzog and Demuren, well, one major project where Herzog and Demuren were the architect. And um, despite that, um, I'm very happy to, to see what they've done with the stadium. Interestingly, Brick is back, and uh, <laughs> if. if yeah. If you want to think about what they're doing there, it looks completely different. But if you think about this theme of brick, go and look at the um, go and look at the new Tate extension 
because that's you know that's mm. where they are in terms of how they see facades and so on it's it's all about brick and that's that's all i can offer you the thought of having to go to wembley yeah i'm not i'm not a big fan of of that trip up to wembley um you know other than on the excitement of a of a of a cup day of a cup day out yeah. but getting, getting up there on a you know yeah sunday afternoon twickenham i mean they're both the wrong side of town for me um the olympic stadium would have been ideal from my point of view but um that, that's got its own problems yeah i mean unfortunately the the idea that you have to move out of your ground is um yeah, I'm pleased that Chelsea are staying at Stamford Bridge, and that's a very, very big thing. But the corollary to that is it's very difficult to stay in your ground when you're doing what they have oh, to do. Yeah, and so exactly. you have to move out. And not, there's there's no easy way to, to sort yeah, this out. Not, not least of all, lowering the pitch by about four metres. Um, it would make and, some, and wonder, it would make some, some interesting those, games, wouldn't it? <laughs> you wonder what those years in the wilderness are yeah. going to be like. It would, it would make it, if you if you're playing the first half on the lowered part of pitch and the second half you're on the top half. <laughs> I can see some problems. You know, you, 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 yeah. your, your long ball game might come back in there somehow. I think. Um, playing down slow. Very quick note to you, Clayton. Um, it's fantastic news. It's absolutely brilliant. I think it's it's very difficult to to see past the the three years away uh we've got another year there after this year so it's it's quite difficult to sort of get your head around but it's going to be magnificent i was involved with the cpo um movement when it first started in in a in a small way um but what was achieved then was fantastic against all odds um, and they need to be applauded for, for where we are now. Um, it's brilliant. It, yeah, it's yeah. everybody pulling together. I think... It's their AGM three... tomorrow, isn't it? Uh, Friday. C- CPO. Sorry, Friday. Today's Friday. Wednesday. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just fantastic. I mean, it, it really is brilliant. Uh, and what is absolutely superb is that Hopefully, I'll be able to uh, get my senior citizen um, season ticket when it's up and ready, <laughs> uh, because I think I will be that old. Um, it's great. It's absolutely brilliant. I mean, the fact that we are staying at Stamford Bridge is is fabulous, because I don't think you can just... You can't imagine us playing anywhere else. I mean, I'm not talking about on a temporary basis. I, I think it's quite... It's a shame that Brentford, Fulham and QPR... Um, aren't big enough to be perfectly honest. I mean, we, we were, we were never, we were never ever going to go to Twickenham. I mean, I, for me, it would be better. Um, Wembley is horrible. I mean, just the whole thought of it, but it's up to the club. I mean, the club recently have shown how much they're thinking about the fans. I mean, the whole, the fact that this guy Wurzel was actually mentioned at half time and acknowledged shows yeah. how much the, the, the club are taking in at the moment of the thoughts of the fans. And I do think as long as they get the pricing right and the seating right, I mean, they will have looked at what's happened with Tottenham and Tottenham are going there next year, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the, hopefully they'll, they'll look and see. I think the big, the big thing for us as fans is to to try and hope that the sort of subculture that exists around the club before the game can be in some way recreated 
in terms of I don't know stalls open you know like areas outside the ground because Wembley itself I don't know if you guys are unfortunate enough to know the area but it's yep. it's not it's not brilliant it's no. it's it's not, no, it's, not. it's not great um so yeah i mean it's but ultimately staying at stamford bridge and keeping the legacy alive is fantastic i mean finding a pre-match booze around wembley will be uh that that comes the, close to the, the the cock and some of the others around well that, there isn't maribone maribone is the way yes, yeah, yes. go to maribone and travel up yeah it's called the yeah. it's called the globe isn't it or how, how? No, you don't want to go there. Uh, you don't want to go there. There's no, 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 smaller no, no, no. places around the back. There's places there. several, have, several have shut down quite recently. The yeah. one that used to show the uh, ice hockey. What was that one called? Um, it was just down the road there. It's like a Swedish pub. It was owned by. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the uh, the IKEA Arms. Yeah, that's shut down. The, the IKEA Arms. The IKEA Arms. It was the something arms. <laughs> Listen, did did they actually did they consider Croke Park? Because if you're going to go to Wembley, you might as well. You know, yeah, it's, it's easier to get to Dublin. In Dublin, it is. Yeah, too. and you'd have a better time. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, indeed. Um, right. Uh, well, thanks, guys. I, um, I just um, just let you know. I mean, oh, sorry. Hello. I, I've, I need to pine on the stadium. <laughs> if I could. Oh, I'll sorry. A pine, yes, a pine away. Yes. Um, in the first instance, absolutely incredible superb work by um by the cpo folk because i i genuinely believe they they, they weren't going to do it and I, I thought we were going to end up somewhere else other than stanford bridge so the fact that hands have been forced i don't know whether there has been there are, what changed i don't know but it's fantastic they did so the fact we're, we're going to end up back at stanford bridge and Can I, johnny just to interrupt yeah, very on. briefly i actually think there were two things i think they completely underestimated the, the the shareholders because they had this bizarre thought that every single shareholder was a neanderthal they didn't realize that there'd yeah. be qcs that there'd be top city firm lawyers that there would be company directors who would basically all group together and go hold Smart on a minute people. yeah you know and, that, and they completely missed that and they really screwed up i actually thought and i speculated that we'd actually sold the ground I think that the ground had been sold conditional upon being able to buy the shares. Yeah, yeah. I think I think a deal had more or less been done. Anyway, sorry, carry on. No, so I, I, just fantastic work to every everyone that was involved in that because that's absolutely brilliant. Um, Wembley, look, it's going to suck. There's no question about that, and there needs to be, you know. And we, we've shown the pitch owners thing has shown how fans can be mobilised. I think what what needs to be done is is a preserving what we have around Stanford Bridge. So, if that means you know, literally by Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is, away games that fans can't go to, get your asses up to to SW6, go and watch games in the pub. Make sure the pubs down around there don't die. So we've got something to go back to. That's that's a critical thing. So there's lots of stuff that can be done there. Um, what we've got to keep in mind. Whilst whilst Wembley's going to suck and it's going to be hideous and you know we're literally going to play we're going to play games against fucking Stoke on a Tuesday night where it's going to be a, you know the, the top tier is going to be empty we might lose it's going to be shit there's no question about that there will be great moments but there will certainly be bad ones what we've all got to keep in our minds is the day that we all walk into that new ground and when you walk out 
see the pitch for the first time because it's going to be amazing. There's no question about it. It's going to be absolutely extraordinary. So we've got to keep that in our minds and just think of the good times ahead because it's the long term. It's not about us as such, although, you know, hopefully we're all going to be there to see it. It's going it's, it's the folk who are going to be watching Chelsea in 50, 60 years time are going to be in this amazing new ground and it's going to keep us up with the football elite for whatever, you know, that means. So we've got to keep that there. So Wembley, yep, yeah, not going to be great. Not looking forward to it, but lots of things will spring up around that and, and lots of new friendships and alliances will be formed. You know, we'll find pubs around Maribone. It'll work. You know, we'll, we'll make it work. Which else? Wow. Come on. Thank you very much, Mr. De well, so, Can I just, can I just <laughs> add something? Beautiful. Can I just add something on the CPO? Um, I believe one of the things they're voting on, uh, or we're voting on, on uh, Friday is um, giving the directors uh, permission to negotiate a, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's 999-year lease correct. Uh, to Chelsea. Yeah. So effectively, it removes um, any issues the club may have in negotiating um, deals around you know, uh, finance for the ground, all that sort of stuff. Um, but also means that the that the ground still stays in the hands of, of the CPO in as far as it does at the moment. So, yeah, you know that's that's, that's, that's that, that kind of sort of sums up as well the way the club have moved in the last. Yeah, there, there's something there's, there's something very odd about this generally good PR. I'm not used to it, and I'm not <laughs> I'm not sure I'm particularly comfortable with it. I, 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 you know, generally supporting. Well, generally supporting we Chelsea has been like being covered in piss most of the time. I think we need to give ourselves a pat on the back because we have forced them. Um, we, yeah, absolutely. In the moment yeah. Kenyon oh, yeah. and people like that were around, we, we were campaigning about everything from ticket prices. Then the CPO came in and, and you know, really uh, put them to the test over the, over the ground. You know, we all need to you know, recognise and, and keep that tradition going that we stand up for ourselves when, when there's a scrap because we've shown that we can turn them. I mean, you look at Liverpool and Man United fans, they've got nothing. You know, we, we've, we've achieved some really big things which no other club's fans have done. And yeah. I, think we, I think we need to salute ourselves on, on that. Absolutely. Um, right, thank you very much, gentlemen. I'm just going to do a few parish notices um, uh, and I think we probably have um, a, a musical interlude for Donald to play us out with after I've done that. Um, yes. Uh, uh, but anyway, self to the parish notice. Um, you can pick this. Um, this was a bumper episode, actually, and a, a pretty unplanned one, um, which just goes to show the kind of authority that I have got over this thing, which is absolutely <laughs> zilch. I'm about. I'm, I've got. I've got as much. No, and I've got about as much. Anarchy rules. Absolutely, I've got about as much authority over this pod. Uh, this this actual podcast as Gary Staker has over team selection. He's um, lost the dressing room. Yes, I have. I've lost the dressing room. Um, you can pick this up on iTunes. It'll be there uh, today's um, Wednesday. It'll be there Thursday or Friday. Um, look out on Twitter for the uh, the link when it comes out. Um, you can also find it when it's published at um, poddingshed.com. Just type it into Google. You don't need all the www and HTTPS colon bollocks stuff anymore. Um, uh, where you'll find a, a, a raft of episodes going back 81 episodes, I think. Um, a, a sadly still no sign of the ghost episode. Um, 
<laughs> Just a little plug as well. Um, uh, I'm a member. Uh, I believe everybody else on the panel here is a member of the Chelsea Supporters Trust. Um, join the oh, trust. Right. Get your voice heard by the club. It's £5 to become a voting member. It's free if you just want to be a non-voting member and you'll still get all the information and the newsletters and stuff like that. Um, you can sign up at uh, ChelseaSupportersTrust.com. Um, you can also attend the meetings, I think, as a, as a voting member. Come to the events. And, and, and they are trying to organise various events, quizzes and no doubt um, at some point or another there'll be some sort of big tear up somewhere in one of the pubs around um Around the ground, uh, which is Terra. Like, yeah, that's 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 the that's the one we really. Yeah, that's, that's, what we, that's the kind of event we've got a plan for. Yes, when we're that's at Wembley. That's Tear up do. in the pubs in SWC. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, uh, but also to vote on issues. These these issues directly affect you as a, as a fan um, and give you a chance to uh, to get heard. And we are talking things: like ticket prices, um, how to encourage younger people back into the grounds, uh, safe standing, which I know is a fairly emotive one not for me because you might catch me fucking standing at football uh, unless I've gone down to watch Haven't and Waterlooville because um, I actually like to see the game um, and uh, anybody who knows me um, will know that I am no Harlem Globetrotter when it comes to um, <laughs> my, my my heights from the ground um, you can also follow the Chelsea right, so we'll give you a high cap. yeah thank you um, uh, uh, when they start letting us walk into the ground with soapboxes that I can physically stand on I'll be happy um, follow them you can follow the Chelsea Sports Trust um, uh, on Twitter at Chelsea S Trust. Um, we've still got lots of plans for future guests. We've been very tardy this time, and I apologise because partly it was Christmas uh, and everything that went on around that. And then in the last couple of weeks, I've moved into a new job, and that has basically taken up lots of my time as I rapidly try to get things working in the evening so that I can actually be productive and, and, and contribute something at work. Um, but we've got some really good people. Dan Silver has promised to come back on. Chidge, uh, David Chidgey, for those of you who listen to the Chelsea Fancast, has promised to come on. Martin Wickham. Um, and every time I um, have a few pre-match beers in the cock, um, or pre-match cock as we like to call it, um, I, I'm, 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 oft, I'm often getting people saying, I would be happy to appear. So watch this space. I'm still going to get um, the lovely Alexander Churchill, who I've not yet met, but was on a fan cast the other night, and was proper, laugh out loud funny. A proper, proper football Chelsea fan, that one. Um, any other bollocks, gentlemen? It's been wonderful. I've thoroughly enjoyed this. I've had a, a riot. I don't, there, are, there are many, many empty cans of San Miguel in front of me. <laughs> irrespective of that, it's been wonderful anyway. Thank you, well, as, long as, you as long as you've enjoyed yourself, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Marvellous to, marvellous to have you back, JD. Yes, it's been marvellous. a pleasure. Thanks, it really uh, no, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was lovely to talk to you all again. Really was. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, yeah. And on that note, then, I will... Oh! Hey! Oh. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, Missile incoming. Yeah, it, it was basically not me a podding shed without Queku standing in the middle of a road yes. attracting something I, or I other. Genuinely Shit, I thought I thought I thought yeah, Trump I'm not, I'm not, I'm, not in, I'm not in the middle of the road. I'm in the, I'm in the aircraft hangar. So you know. Good, uh, okay. Good lord! Right. I tell you what, that that I thought that was that we'd recorded the last moments of Queku. Then <laughs> I thought we were just about I thought, to hear. I thought like, trying to turn left, not right. Someone shouting yeah. into his phone, going, "Do you know this bloke? Do you know this?" Bloke? <laughs> he's, he's currently holding up a, a 207 bus um, <laughs> from underneath it. Listen, thank you very much, chaps. Uh, we're going to say goodnight. Um, I'll say goodnight, and then I think, Donal, you're going to play us out with a piece of music. Is that correct? I am indeed. Uh, we didn't get round to talking about it, so perhaps once the window is shut, we can uh, deal with them uh, in more depth. But uh, this is just a little, a little musical farewell to the legend that is 
John Obi Mikel and of course his his little oh. mate Oscar. Oh, well, you you fire away with that, and then we'll say good night. Okay, uh, it's it's instantly recognisable and is a very cheap uh, English pun on on the Italian language. But uh, here we go. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, I've only got one thing to say about that. Mr. Andrea Bocelli, if you're listening, you've just hit the big time, son. You've just hit the big time. <laughs> you've been yeah. on the podding shed. Yeah, you, might, you might have been on the pitch at Leicester, but you're on the podding shed Absolutely, now. Absolutely, mate. Oh, now now you're in the big time. Listen, um, once again, it's been a pleasure. Uh, thanks very much, Johnny, for coming along. Um, we hope to see you again in the not-too-distant future. I uh, know you're a busy Definitely. man. Good luck with all the um, the research and the books and the uh, the uh, impending interviews on um, Jonathan Ross and Graham Norton, etc. When, <laughs> when it all comes to fruition yes. and people are saying, who knew this bloke who writes books, etc.? Um, looks so much like Jurgen Klopp. There you go. Um, a, a real pleasure, Johnny. Um, uh, thank you, <laughs> That's okay. Um, and Donald, thank you very much for uh, uh, a lovely discussion and a brilliant ending there. Clayton, um, a pleasure as always, mate. And uh, no lovely. doubt see you. Really see enjoyed you before, it. Thank you. Before, during, or after the Arsenal game. And Kweku, um, I'm glad you're in one piece and the 207 bus didn't get you, mate. Cheers. I'm all right, mate. Um, see you later. On that note, it's, uh, it's time. It is literally Contier Partiero. Um, thanks very much, and um, see you soon, Podders. <laughs>